0: Welcome to the Muscles and Veggies Fitness Podcast. This is where you get nutrition, health, fitness, performance, all perfectly packaged together in a bite-sized podcast to help educate and motivate you to stay on your fitness journey. Today I'm going to go on a little bit of a rant. Hear me out. I want to talk about commitments. So, oftentimes, we fall into the trap of going into the new year and we set goals right I have a goal I want to do this I want to I have a goal I want to do that and that's great right but I find for myself that committing to something is different than having a goal that you're working towards something that doesn't mean that goals are worthless it just means that committing yourself and this is a great example um I committed myself to marry my wife and to be faithful to her her, right I didn't set a goal that I would do that. There's a big difference um, when I make a commitment, uh, that's something that I'm held to that's something that my integrity, my character, um, the true person that I am has to value and honor that commitment. A goal on the other hand was well, I had a goal to do this, but I didn't you know I didn't follow through with that goal. no big deal right but if if you make a commitment to something, make a commitment to your health and fitness you're held to that standard that's a part of your character that's a part of your integrity so i wanted to talk about the top 4 things that we should be committing ourselves to if we are serious about a commitment to health and fitness so these are going to be no brainers right but i repetitiveness is the key to remembering right so if you hear me say things in this podcast over and over again Uh, That's because it's repetitiveness that really solidifies things inside of our brains, okay? So number one that we have to commit to, and this is paramount importance, is the things that you put in your body, okay? Every day we are ingesting food and we are ingesting liquids, okay? The, The biggest paramount effect on our body that we can alter one way or the other is the things we are putting in our body this is just a no-brainer our environment our lifestyle yeah those things definitely come into play but think about this we are chemically and genetically altering our bodies by what we put inside of them so number one commitment we have to make is to nutrition and hydration and you guys hear me talk about a lot on this podcast about owning your Monday through Friday so we have a commitment uh, that we own our Monday through Friday. What does that mean? That means Monday through Friday, we are committed to nutrition and hydration. This can be as simple as following the smoothie salad roasted that you hear me talk about. Um, you know, we're committed to you know going out the door with our smoothie. Uh, we know that breakfast is always the same Monday through Friday. We've always got this big salad chopped for lunch, or we're stopping at our favorite local salad place um, to load up on a huge veg. And then, of course, our roasted dinner. Um, And we're committed to that by thawing something out. We have a plan in mind. We don't just wing it. And that prevents us from making stupid choices like going out to eat or stopping at fast food or, you know, leaving it to chance. Okay? So, doing this on a consistent basis, Monday through Friday, you are dramatically going to alter your health in a positive direction because remember, food that we are ingesting inside of our body has an epigenetic effect that means that it actually alters our genetics so what you're eating today is going to benefit you or, alt- or halt you 10 years down the road okay so invest in your future self by following this number one commitment to nutrition and hydration let's talk about hydration for a second This doesn't just mean that I go to Amazon and I buy a 40-ounce water bottle and I'm like, okay, I'm going to drink three of these a day, all right? Well, great. If you're not drinking enough water, that's okay. But really, we have to understand what hydration is. So go back to one of my further podcasts, scroll through until you see the one on hydration and really learn what is proper hydration. How do electrolytes and minerals fall into this category, right? So if I'm committed to hydrating my body, the first thing I do every morning when I get out of bed is I mix up uh, some electrolytes or Himalayan sea salt in in a tall glass of water and I down that glass of water. I want you to think of this as like taking an inside bath every morning when you get out of bed because all night you likely haven't been drinking anything. Um, This causes stagnation inside the body and so we're thirsty when we get up and the number one thing the body wants to do is it's built up toxins in the cells overnight it wants to wash those out of the body so taking in a huge glass of water it hydrates the cells and it, it literally brings in new water to the cell and pulls old water out of the cell and that old water is via transported to the kidneys through the blood and then excreted out of the body via urine so Again, knowing how these processes work, it motivates us to make the proper uh, lifestyle actions to follow through with our commitment, okay? So it's as simple as that. Um, and then being focused on through the day, instead of snacking, you know, eat adequate sized meals and hydrate in between your meals. All of this falls together in our commitment to nutrition and hydration. Another one I could add on to this as like a bonus tip for number one, nutrition and hydration is, you know, make sure you're getting your fasting window every night. Don't eat three hours up until bed. So like maybe seven o'clock, stop all calories and then don't eat again until after 7 a.m. when you have your smoothie the next day. Little things like this are paramount. To giving the body adequate time for the blood sugar to come down for your body to burn up body fat during the night which is actually the, the best time of the day that we actually burn body fat is guess when when we're sleeping because why we are fasting we're not eating anything so it's really simple but we've made it so complicated and the supplement industry has made it so complicated so this is the number one thing that you have to commit to, is what you're putting in your body. Think of it this way. If you had a really expensive race car, for all you fellas out there listening to this, think about that race car. Are you gonna go put 85, E85 octane or 87 octane that's been sitting not cared for in an old gas tank or an old gas can, are you gonna put that in your race car? absolutely not are you going to put inferior oil or brake fluid or some old battery you had laying around no you're not going to put that in your race car what are you going to do you're going to go out and buy the proper materials even if it costs a little bit more you're investing in that future race car okay the same principle goes for our body think about what you're putting into your body so I'm on a little bit of a rant, bear, bear with me, but here's another, like, just mind blower to me. People agonize over what to feed their dog, or their, their cat, or their animal. Um, they research it, they talk to the vet, they, you know they're researching different dog foods, you know, but then what are they doing? They're going and eating Chick-fil-A, or, you know, Cheetos, or whatever it is, like, that doesn't make sense to me that we agonize over what to feed our animals but we do not give the slightest thought on the food that we take in how it affects us and our biology okay so think about the logic of that when you're thinking about number one committing to nutrition and hydration let's talk about number two exercise and movement committing to exercise and movement can be as simple as going out every day and walking for 30 to 45 minutes. Literally that simple. In fact, sometimes people will call me and they'll say, Zach, I wanna start personal training. Oftentimes I will tell them, I want you to do one thing for me. For the next seven days, I want you to go out every day and I want you to walk for 30 minutes. If you can't do that, if you can't just go walk for 30 minutes for a week, then we're gonna have a really hard time breaking through barriers to committing to exercise, okay? Yeah, I can babysit people and I can show up and I can make sure they show up to their appointments, right? But really what I'm trying to foster in our program is self-sustainability, the motivation to get up every day and want to exercise and move, want to invest in your future self, okay? And whatever your limitations are, it doesn't matter, you can commit. Uh, I don't care if you're in a wheelchair and you're paraplegic. You can commit to doing your, your upper body movements every day. Shoulder press, bicep curls, tricep extensions, chest press, uh, lat rows. I mean there's just so many things you can do. Um, so you get my point. The point is is that we can use whatever our circumstances are. I don't care if you have a bad knee, a bad hip. There are ways to work around it, especially with resistance training. You can't always say that with endurance running or biking. Um, you can't say that with many sports, but you can with resistance training. There's ways to work around um, the limitations that we have physically. But committing to exercise could be as simple as I'm lifting weights three days a week. That's my commitment, okay? Just like you set an appointment in your appointment book to make the lawyer or the doctor or whatever your appointments are, you don't miss those, right? When it's in your appointment book, you wrote it down. It's not like you're like, "Mm, I'm not going to that or I'm not calling either, right? No, you show up to that. So in the same thing, put in your appointment book, put your appointment with yourself to go to the gym and resistance train, okay? Three days a week. Then... Like I do this Monday, Wednesday, Friday, then Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, Sunday, focus on some sort of outside movement. So whether it's just walking the dog around the neighborhood, going for a hike, going for a cycle, um, kayaking, whatever it is, just get outside and move your body. Do some yard work, do some work around the house. Um, You know, push mow your lawn if you don't have a gigantic lawn. These type of things, this low-level activity is massively important, not only for mental health and, pre- and preventing against dementia and Alzheimer's and Parkinson's, but also just for getting low-level movement, burning calories, and not having it be stressful or not having it be intense because too much exercise and too much intensity can have a negative effect just as much as not enough, Okay. So that's number two, exercise and movement. Let's talk about number three. This commitment involves sleep and stress reduction. This, is, this could probably be the most important outside of nutrition and hydration. However, I think that sleep is something that is so underutilized and undercared about, especially in the last 30 or 40 years, especially with entertainment, Uh, people have stopped prioritizing their sleep. It's easy to stay up and watch the late show until 11 o'clock and then still you got to get up at five or six to get ready for work and get out the door, you know. So, you know, doing the things that are conducive to a proper night's sleep, um, limiting blue light, keeping your room cold, uh, not drinking alcohol leading up till bed, not having calories leading up till bed or eating anything. Um, You know, making sure you're not doing anything highly stimulating or a flashing TV in front of your eyes or in the bedroom right as you're going to go to sleep. Um, And then even like wearing a sleep tracking device, I think is just crucial because it gives you a baseline of what you're doing right and what you're doing wrong. And that can be really helpful because you may think I'm sleeping pretty good, right? I, I feel okay, I'm sleeping good, right? But then you get a sleep tracking device and you start to make some changes to um, having a good sleep hygiene and you notice how much better the score is you get and you notice how much better you feel when you do these certain things. Let's talk about stress reduction. Stress reduction is massively important. Um, people oftentimes, and I'm guilty of this too, it's like, oh, I'm, I'm doing pretty good. I, I don't feel stressed, Right. Well, I can guarantee you that most people do not have a proper gauge on where their stress is actually at. And most people are sympathetically driven or fight or flight, and they don't even realize it. Okay? We don't have proper skills. Um, We weren't taught the proper skills to learn how to deactivate our central nervous system and properly get into rest and digest. So... Think of it this way, it's like we get out of bed, we're immediately bombarded with whatever our cell phone is telling us with messages and emails and phone calls. Um, You've gotta get ready for work, you're on your way out the door, Um, you get to work, you've got more communications you have to answer. Um, There's constantly things pulling your attention. There's, um, you stop to eat at lunch and you're multitasking as you're eating. Um, You're handling three or four different things instead of paying attention to being mindful of your food. uh, Then you get right back to work right after lunch break, not really giving adequate time to really rest and be mindful and get proper digestion from your food. So you get my point. The point is, is that we have to slow down and be mindful of the states that we're in. One of the best things I can advocate you do after exercise is stretch and breathe. Uh, the biggest thing in, in, I see in the gym, people get done with their workout, if they stretch at all, it's very little, and then boom, what are they? They're out the door, on their cell phone, in their car, driving away. The problem with that is, is you in this exercise or in this workout, you've stimulated your nervous system, and, and not just a little, but a lot, and you can see this if you monitor your HRV on any type of Apple Watch or any type of device that you use, it dramatically lowers your HRV to a negative state, which means Mm -hmm. higher stress. Now, if you don't take the time to reverse that by stretching and breathing, which are the two biggest levers after exercise that you can pull to pull yourself out of that, then you are carrying that stress. You're carrying that cortisol into your day. Higher cortisol means higher inflammation. Higher cortisol also means higher blood sugar. Uh, Higher blood sugar leads to less fat burning. So, like really you can make a case that um stimulating your cortisol is a good thing in the short term but we don't want it to linger on so we want to pull ourselves out of that fight or flight state after exercise so proper stress reduction this could be epsom salt bath stretching mobility sauna um you know the non-spiritual practices of yoga, so the, just the physical side of it. Um, you know all of these things can be so great for deactivating the nervous system, and you know when you think about music and art and creativity, um, outdoors, hiking, fishing, uh, camping. You know any of these things are massively stress-reducing uh, when it comes to an active stress-reduction routine. So commit to that. Commit to to commit to good sleep. Commit to turning off the TV, maybe reading a book uh, in low light. You know, commit to going to bed at the same time and waking up at the same time, trying to get an adequate eight hours of sleep. Commit by buying a sleep tracker and start tracking your sleep. These are all commitments that will pay huge ROI. Um, You know, commit to a proper stress reduction routine. Every day, and we're going to talk about this next, but every day, challenge yourself. Uh, commit to do something that is either in regards to your nutrition, your hydration your exercise and movement and your sleep and stress reduction okay so pick one thing do that every day what am I doing for nutrition and hydration today I'm having my smoothie okay I'm I'm drinking 40 ounces of water with electrolytes before noon okay Um, maybe that one thing for exercise and movement is I'm gonna take my dog to the park and we're gonna walk around for 45 minutes Okay, Maybe the one thing for sleep and stress reduction is, when I get home from work, I'm going to turn off all communications, I'm going to take an Epsom salt bath, and I'm going to read my Bible, or I'm going to read a book, or something like that. Um, that Each of those things is a commitment you've made for that day, in regards to the three categories we've talked about thus far. Okay, we're 18 minutes into this podcast. If you are learning from this, if this is helping you frame your mind around committing, please do me a favor, stop the podcast and leave me a review on whatever player you're listening to or leave me a review on Google or Facebook. Find me at Muscles and Veggies Fitness, uh, hit the reviews tab, leave me a review. It greatly helps me and my personal training business, helps people find me. That would be super helpful. But let's talk about number four. Okay, number four, the fourth commitment. And this goes back to all three other commitments we've talked about thus far, commit yourself every day to challenge yourself, commit to challenging yourself, what does that mean? It means that we have become very soft, this goes back to my rant in the beginning about goals, we have become very soft, we're very climate controlled, um, temperature driven, you know, we don't want to push ourselves in exercise or movement it burns Uh, i've literally had people in the gym say oh my gosh this burns is that bad that is what's called pushing yourself and your muscle is actually telling you that it's working okay we have to commit ourselves to challenge ourselves so pick one thing every day monday through friday that you're going to challenge yourself Maybe it's just I'm going to go sit outside in the cold weather for 15 minutes and get some sunlight. Okay, That may sound like like the stupidest thing, but challenge yourself to break outside of your comfort zone. Um, This could even be as simple as I'm very sedentary and now I'm going to commit to going for a 15-minute walk uh, three times a day or a 10-minute walk to the mailbox and back three times a day. That's as simple as it could be it's just breaking outside of your comfort zone now if you're more advanced let's say you've been in the gym for a while and you've got a pretty decent fitness routine going but you're just you know you're still making some mistakes and you're not there yet commit yourself to a sauna once a week or a cold tub once a week cold showers commit yourself to wake up before work and take a cold shower i promise you two to three minutes in a cold shower before you go to work you will feel more electrified focused driven awake and that alone carries into your morning and you can feel good you get self-efficacy by doing something that breaks you out of your comfort zone but also made you more alert more focused more awake and to start your day okay commit yourself to challenge yourself when it comes to i'm not having any calories after 6 p.m or 7 p.m right That's challenging yourself. But we have to break out of these comfort zones that we've created. The Western United States society is very uh, comfort-driven, convenience-driven. Okay, we walk, Americans walk fewer steps than anyone in the world. Every other country in the world walks more steps than the United States. Okay, Um, we're very driven to... (laughs) To really seek comfort and convenience, okay? When you pull into Whole Foods or you pull into Target or wherever you're at, park in the very back of the parking lot. Challenge yourself to, I'm going to walk from the very end of the parking lot to the store. Guess what happens when you come out? You bypass all the traffic. You walk straight through the parking lot. You get in your car and you're close to the exit, so you pull right out. We spend more time driving around parking lots trying to find places to park that are closer to the front and avoiding pedestrians, avoiding other cars, than if we just got the extra steps, which is faster to walk across the parking lot and get in your car, you're right next to the exit and pull out. Think about that for a second, the logic behind that, okay? These are the type of things I'm talking about, rather than doing the norm, step outside of your comfort zone, challenge yourself. Pick one thing every day. I'm gonna start committing to challenging myself doing this. Don't just set goals, make commitments. That involves your integrity, that involves your character. That's what builds self-efficacy over time. By doing this, you will achieve an ROI on your body and yourself and your inner self that will pay huge dividends down the road and huge dividends even now this year in 2023. If you like what you're hearing in this podcast, please tune back in. We're going to have more awesome episodes coming up. Leave me a review on whatever um, listener you're listening to. uh, And you can also leave me a review on Facebook and Google that helps people find my personal training services. Thank you for listening for the last 23 minutes. I hope you have a fantastic day. If you have any topics for this podcast or any questions, please DM me on Instagram at Muscles and Veggies and we will get your question uploaded into the podcast system. Hope you have a wonderful day.